Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to week 10 in the NFL. We are back as usual, setting your DraftKings.com lineup. And for those of you just joining, I basically walk through my thoughts on the slate, general roster construction for this week specifically, and just build out a lineup here and give you my thought process on how I evaluate and ultimately pick players to go in that lineup. We usually start off with our quarterback, and we're going to do the exact same thing this week. So there's a few different guys that I'm liking. Um, for what it's worth, I think Tom Brady is a perfect GPP target. But we're setting a cash lineup, and Mariota is going to be facing a Packers, the Packers at home this week. And Tennessee has a very healthy implied team total of 23.5 points. Also note that the over-under is pushing 50, so we are most likely going to see a high-scoring game here. The Packers have a league average. The Packers are league average in past DVOA, sitting at 16th and allowing just about 16 fantasy points per game to opposing teams' quarterbacks. Mariota does help set the floor by about a point and a half, two points with his legs. So I think expected we can look closer to maybe that 18 fantasy point game if we want to adjust that value there for Green Bay. But I'm actually leaning towards a different guy, and this is because I want to fit some of the other studs. Uh, running back and wide receiver into our lineup this week. It's got a little bit different, more unique lineup construction uh, with so many teams on a bye. We're actually going to go very close down to the bottom here, and we're going to grab Jay Cutler. Uh, Jay Cutler in cash is always a, a scary thought, but he comes at a discount. The official line isn't out for this game, this game, but I have seen some books set the over-under to about 46. I actually think that's low. I think both teams should see close to about a 23 and a half uh, or a 24 point team total here or implied team total. And Tampa is much softer versus the uh, versus the pass as they rank 19th in pass DVOA and are giving up just under 21 points per game to opposing team signal callers. So Jay looks great in his first game back, gets a good matchup against the uh, Bucks here and it's just, I want that discount. So if you want to go with Mariota, you can. I think he's a great cash game play as well. And you just work a different wide receiver or a different high-end running back, then that's totally fine. But one of the reasons that I want Cutler is because I am looking to completely mash and just really force and lock in David Johnson across all formats. I do think that Andre Ellington is a very unique pivot off of him. If you are looking to get minimal exposure uh, to somebody in tournaments. I think Andre Ellington's a fine pivot play. David Johnson, for whatever reason, doesn't uh, do well or, you know, gets injured, you know, something crazy. Ellington could, uh, could definitely go off and give you a huge edge on the field. But as I mentioned, David Johnson's a lock. I think you plug him into your lineup and build around him. The Cardinals have a massive team total sitting at 30 points and are 10-point home favorites. You pair that up with a Niners dead last rush DVOA. And like I said before, David Johnson is a lock. David Johnson also has received the most tags over on fansharesports.com, indicating that he will be very highly owned this week. So before I go into the rest of building this lineup, uh, I want to talk more about Fanshare Sports. I've been using them all season to help me set lineups. Basically, what FanshareSports.com does is they scour the web and they aggregate players who are getting talked up the most, and then they tag them. For instance, you can click on the Pro tab. So if you go over to FanshareSports.com, you'll see the Pro tab. 
and that's gonna show you which players are tagged the most, and this usually has a direct correlation to higher ownership percentages for those top tagged players. So that's super useful for two things. One, helping predict ownership percentage, and two, it's a great way to quickly see which players are being talked up during the week and who's trending going into lineup lock. So if you are behind on your research, whatever, your Sunday morning chilling at Starbucks and uh, just decide that you wanna fire some lineups, you can quickly have a foundation of players to build around. So everything's currently still free, so there's no reason not to take advantage of the information as they continue to build out their premium features. So like I said, head over to fansharesports.com and check out all the real-time information as they post it. With that being said, let's grab another running back and we're gonna get Sproles. Um, Sproles is very slowly becoming the lead back in Philly as he once again heavily outsnapped Ryan Matthews, playing 81% of his team's offensive snaps. Sproles also has 19 total targets over the past three games, while Ryan Matthews has just three. With Philly having a team total of 25 and me wanting to get both Mike Evans and David Johnson into lineups, I'm finding it very hard to get away from Sproles and Cash. So like I said, um, we'll go with Sproles at this running back spot. And then I also want to get Mike Evans. So I kind of just alluded to that earlier. So getting Mike Evans once again into our lineups is... I know it's hard with David Johnson, but like I said, it's why we went with Cutler. And while I don't think he's going to be as big of a lock as DJ, he's close to it. Evans has been an absolute target monster, garnering 41 total targets over the past three weeks. He also has a healthy 10 targets inside the 20-yard line and has converted 50% of them into TDs. As I mentioned earlier, there is no official team total, but both Tampa Bay and Chicago should both open up with that, you know, 23 and a half, 24 points. Uh, for each one. All right, so let's let's get a defense and a tight end out of the way so we can see what we're working with. For defense, I'm targeting the Jets at home versus Case Keenum. I know the Jets are pure trash at pass coverage, but the Rams have one of the lowest implied team totals sitting at 19 points and are two-point road dogs. Keenum has thrown an interception in all but two games this year and has three games of multiple interceptions. As much as I would like to pay up for the Cardinals, I, I really just don't see it happening. So let's lock in the Jets at 2800 bucks, And then for tight end, I'm going back to the well with Antonio Gates. Uh, he's going to be going up against Miami. He has no less than nine targets in his past three games and has multiple red, red zone targets in each of those three games. In fact, he's seeing 37% of his team's market share of red zone targets in that three-game span. As usual, we are targeting a tight end with a high implied team total here, and there's no difference as San Diego is one of the higher implied team totals sitting at 26 points. So when we plug in Gates for 3,900, we've got 5,400 bucks and just and some change left over. Uh, we've got two wide receiver spots and a flex spot that we gotta fill. And let's just fill out one of these other wide receiver spots and then we'll, we'll see where we're at. And I'm gonna go with Doug Baldwin, Doug Baldwin for that second wideout spot. Uh, Seattle's implied team totals not the best this week, sitting at 21 points. They aren't playing in a game with one of the highest over-unders, though, sitting at 49.5 points. He has 22% market share of his team total of targets, and for $5,800, bucks, i am more than happy with those numbers, mostly due to the unique slate, due to teams on buys, and honestly just really forcing in David Johnson and Mike Evans has me looking at, at some guys where I would typically like to see a little bit more volume in a wide receiver. Um, 
Baldwin's averaging about six and a half targets per game over the course of the last four games. So it's not too bad. It's just, it's not the best, but I'm fine with it. And we're also going to get a Stefan Diggs here. Uh, I think most people want to avoid wideouts playing Washington as they fear Josh Norman. However, Diggs sh- should not even line up against Norman this week and will instead line up against like Breland and Dunbar, whom both grade out negatively according to Pro Football Focus. Diggs is also a target whore as he's seen 27 total targets the past two weeks in an offense that really can't run the ball, so those targets should continue to come. And something that I usually don't do is get a wide receiver in our flex spot. And here we are with J.J. Nelson, wide receiver in our flex spot. So I think whether Fitzgerald plays or not, and honestly it looks like he is, J.J. Nelson will still be in my lineup. He has accumulated 19 targets in his past two games, from Palmer and has an outstanding 4.28 per, uh, or a 4 4.28 40 yard dash. So with so many teams on by, like I've said before, I'm totally fine using both DJ and JJ in cash this week, especially with the Cardinals implied team total sitting at 30 points. I've even seen a handful of people, and I know Pat James. Um, you can follow him at Pat James DFS on Twitter. He's even looking at at running out a Cardinals. Um, full stack in cash. So something like Palmer, David Johnson, and JJ Nelson, just to get as much touchdown equity from that team as possible. And I think it's totally fine. Super high team total and 49ers are literally one of the worst defenses in the league. Other than like the Cleveland Browns, it's it's the Niners. So that's where I'm at this week, guys. Like I said, don't forget to hit up uh, fansharesports.com. Everything on their site is free right now as they continue to build out their platform. And there's some super good and very helpful information. So check out fansharesports.com. And with that, best of luck in week 10, and I will see you guys next week.